99 bottles of beer on the wall, 99 bottles of beer. You, you take, take one down, down you pass it around. 98 bottles of beer on the wall, 98 bottles of beer on the wall. Beers in the basement, beers in the basement, beers in the... I still haven't made that a theme song yet, but I will eventually. Promise, not promise, maybe. I don't know. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 21. I've got a couple things on the docket today. Some things to talk about that I'm excited about. Hope you're excited. Welcome back. This is episode 21. We had the big 2-0 last week with Portland, Maine, my full report. And that was a lot of fun. And today, I'm going to keep it a little shorter. I rambled last time like a maniac. And there was something I wanted to mention about last week's podcast. I don't remember what it was. God damn it. I try to take notes diligently too. I guess I'm not doing a good enough job. So let's get started. I'm going back to the formula here today, and I'm going to jump right in with a, a formal beer review, and then we'll get into some other fun stuff. So today, to get right into it, I have Cape May Brewing Company, and I wasn't sure what I was going to pick up when I walked into the liquor store today after work. I like to browse a little bit. I thought maybe Mike was going to come over, but I, I gave him a super, super last minute heads up that I was doing this because my schedule has been so crazy. He's got plans, but we're shooting for next Tuesday, so hopefully he'll be back soon. I miss his face and his voice and his radio face and his radio voice. And so I, I went into the liquor store, and I'm browsing around, and I almost went with... They have these gluten-free beers now that it started out with one, and I don't remember the name of it. I should talk about it next time. But now I notice that they have a couple, like that little area is expanding... So maybe there's something to it. Pete should give it a try. Maybe next week. Maybe that's what I'll get, a gluten-free beer. I don't even know how that would work. I don't even have a full understanding of what gluten is. I saw a video on it once, and apparently it's ooey and gooey and sticks in your belly or something, and people are allergic to it, or at least have an intolerance to it. I seem to be okay with it. I'll fuck up a pizza real quick and sleep real nice, but other people aren't so lucky, and that sucks because it's in a lot of stuff from what I understand. So I passed the gluten-free beer. Going off the rails again, I do it so easily. You just turn the mic on and let me talk, and I just go and go and go. And I passed a couple other standard beers. I almost picked up a Stella Artois, and I'm like, nah, that's way too basic. I'm not... You know, I do the Coors Light, I do stuff like that, but I, I can't keep doing the beers like that. I went with Cape May Brewing Company. So when I saw the can, I got excited because I know my brother-in-law, he's a big fan of this. And this one in particular, because they have a couple different varieties, is India Pale Ale, and it says Cape May IPA. And if you don't know, Cape May is the southernmost point, I believe, of New Jersey, my home state. And I like that this is a Jersey beer, and it's a short town, and there's some cool history there. I've been there a bunch of times. It's cool. It's a hike from here. It's two hours-ish, maybe two and a half, but there's some neat stuff going on there, some fun little restaurants and good places to stay. You could do the Airbnb thing. They got history with World War II. They have this bunker on the beach and all kinds of shit that's obviously uh, abandoned, but it's still there, this concrete structure. It's pretty wild. Go check that out. And... So I picked this up because I think this is a good sort of fuck all this rain that we've been having for what seems like forever. And I'm a dude that likes the rain, 
but this is getting to be ridiculous. My lawns never look better, but it's just non-stop rain. I mean, it's crazy. So I picked up something that kind of reminded me of, it doesn't always rain. Lift my spirits a little bit, feeling a little glum. So I got the Cape May Brewing Company, and the can is kind of neat looking. It has an off-white mixed with, um, I would almost call it a pale blue. I'm not a color expert. I know some of my friends are. I don't know what exactly to call this, but then it has a nice orange crab, orange-reddish crab right front and center, right under their Cape May Brewing Company logo. And what I like right off the bat with this, and props to Cape May Brewing Company for doing this, is there is a very obvious picture. First of all, it says New Jersey Proud, which is cool, but then a very obvious picture of the best type of glass to serve this in. I don't know the name of the glass. It's kind of, it starts out a little tapered, and then maybe three quarters of the way up, it kind of bulbs out a little bit and then goes up the rest of the way. Don't know what you would call that, but props for them because there's a lot of beer aficionados that are going to say, I don't know what kind of glass to drink this beer in. And you're not going to instinctively know. I don't think maybe it's a standard IPA glass. I'm not sure. So let's crack this bad boy open and have a go at it. Um, Other than it being a standard 12 ounce can, there's nothing fancy about the size or shape of the can itself. 6.3% alcohol by volume. And it's an IPA, and it says some other uh, information here. Profile. Well, you know what? I don't want to read the profile yet because I don't want to be swayed with my super sophisticated palate. I want to try to guess what's in this. I want to try to guess it. So I'm going to open this bad boy up. Ah, and I'm cheating a little bit. That was just for the sound effect. I actually already opened a can. Didn't taste it yet, but I poured a glass of it so I could get a good picture for the for the social media end of things. Um because I like, to, I like the lighting upstairs in my house better than in my basement. So I cheated a little bit. That cracking can sound I just totally ruined by telling you that I specifically just craft. Ah, fuck it. So looking at this bad boy, it is, uh, it's definitely amber color. Uh, again, a, a light honey color. Um, it's, it's not completely transparent, but it doesn't have that cloudy, milky look to it, but it is, uh, it is a little cloudy. It's not, it's not complete. It's like an opaque, I guess I would call it. When I poured this, the head on it was wonderful and that's as far as I got. So now we're going to give it the sniff test and hopefully it doesn't go up my nose like it did last time. Hmm. I smell something fruity and I smell something, um, organic, but not in a foot kind of way, more in a more in a flowery, flowery kind of way, and a little hoppy. I mean, that's that's the best I can do here, guys. I'm better at, at tasting and drinking beer, and then not talking about it and talking about everything else other than the beer. But let's give it a go. Mmm. Okay. Hmm. Oh boy, this one's tough. So, first first reaction, it's really good. Uh, almost tastes a little toasty. Um, oh, oh, maybe a little, uh, maybe, and this is guessing. I haven't read the profile yet, but a little maybe grapefruit bitterness to it. Um, it it's not crazy. It's not crazy bitter. It's, but it's balanced. It's balanced like an IPA should be. Again, not too bitter. I think IPAs sometimes have that fine line of saying, "Hey, we're going to be bitter as." Bitter can be. And in this case, it's it's really good. 
Mm-hmm. And now the reason why is the reason why I go and make that obnoxious smacking sound for two reasons. Makes for good radio. If you're I'm obviously not broadcasting myself visually, so I like to convey the fact that I'm taking a sip and I'm tasting. But in all honesty, it sort of does something. And I've seen wine tasters do that where they kind of slurp their wine. I don't know the science behind it, but I do it with my wine too. It makes whatever flavor it is just more intense. And I don't know if it's because you're you're mixing air, like aerating it, or if it's because you're creating kind of bubbles in your mouth, which is doing something to your taste. But I don't know the science behind it, so I do it for two reasons. One, to really get the flavor of something, and two, because it sounds funny and you know I'm tasting something. Uh, okay, so on to the profile here. It says, the American IPA, named for America's oldest seaside resort cape may ipa is loaded with floral and citrus notes okay so i i said there was something floral i think and citrus notes i said maybe grapefruity so i got that and then it says well balanced i use those words well balanced with a zesty finish i didn't pick pick up zesty finish but uh but i was close and it says a west coast style ipa brewed in the heart of the east coast it's the beer that's crafted on the Cape. Huh, so that's pretty interesting. So I guess they took a um, West Coast Formula IPA. Maybe one of these brewers that created this is from the West Coast. Or maybe they studied somewhere. A lot of these brewers like travel and shit. And they go travel the world in search of the perfect beer combination. And then they come home and they create their creation with what they've learned. Maybe that's what they did. Maybe I'm full of shit. Who knows? Probably both. But I was pretty close in my description. Well, their can, let's say their can was pretty close to my description. That's better. I didn't get the zesty finish, but everything else was very on point. I think that's a good description. So if you're seeing this stuff and I like when you can read something and it's actually accurate to what you're tasting. So, you know, that way you you get what you bought, so to speak. So good job to Cape May. That's a good beer. And I'll have to put a picture on it, picture of it on the website. And you guys can enjoy the can and my descriptions from that. Now, I have to follow them on social media. I think I do. I think this is another company that does a really good job with their social... Excuse me, I'm burping now. Social media end of things where they take all these super artsy pictures. And I've mentioned this a bunch of times, but it's always so intriguing. I know at Main Beer Company, I mentioned that we saw a photographer actually taking some of these, these artsy shots. And it was really interesting to see his technique. But I think every brewery out there almost has to now, especially these crafty guys, pick up their artsy game because the competition is fierce, man. And I'm on the fence. Like on one hand, you want to let the beer do the talking. And if you've got a great product, you don't need awesome pictures. You don't need awesome labels. You don't need any of that. But if you're trying to get discovered, you have to do something that's going to pull people in. And what a lot of these companies are doing is they're they're doing the social media blitz, all their artsy pictures, and they're doing a great job with that. And you gotta you gotta hang in there. You gotta you gotta play the game basically if you want to survive. And what I thought was funny was I'm on social media. I have the Instagram beers in the basement. You could just search for that. Add me and. I took a picture of Baxter, a main beer. It's called MHT at this pub in Portland. And I had posted it in part of my 
feed, I guess I, uh, I posted multiple pictures at once. You could kind of scroll through and I tagged all the different beers and stuff. And Baxter was so cool. They took my picture and they reposted it on their own and they credited the podcast beers in the basement for the picture. They said something I don't remember verbatim, something like thanks for the shout out beers in the basement, something like that. I got so fucking excited because it's really cool that a lot of these breweries will like my pictures. It makes me feel kind of good. Like, Hey, they're actually kind of paying attention. I'm sure they they pay somebody is just sitting there scrolling and they just heart everything, you know, double tap everything that includes their hashtag just to sort of, you have to almost, you have to engage the public. But they went the extra step and they reposted my picture. And I thought that was really cool. I got super excited. I thought with my uh, rosy glasses here that it was going to lead to all kinds of ads on social media. It didn't. Maybe maybe 10 or 20 people tops added me. Still cool, though. I mean, that that's an extra bump. And I guess that's how it works sometimes. So you take a cool picture and you post it or you do something neat and someone shares it. Someone that has influence, I guess, like one of the Schmardashians. And, uh, and, and then it kind of blows up from there. But as far as the social media goes, you got to keep up. And the same thing goes for podcasts. Now, this is, I thought this was interesting. So I'm doing this podcast here, kind of chugging along. And um, someone reached out to me that also had a podcast. And they said, hey, I'll leave you. I'll, you want to rate for a rate or something like that. I don't know what that, I kind of knew what he was talking about, but I didn't really, I didn't get it at first. I'm like, this is Instagram. What the hell are you talking about? So I engaged him. I said, what are you talking about? He said, well, go to iTunes and listen to my podcast and then rate it and I'll do the same for yours. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, I kind of get that. That gets the ball rolling as far as people maybe commenting and if you get five-star ratings, I don't know if that helps your search functions or anything like that. I should probably ask Sebastian. He would know better than I would. And um, I said, okay, well, let me check this out. And I listened to the guy's podcast and it was... I couldn't hang. I'm I'm not a I I'm having a hard time critiquing somebody that's doing the same thing I am because he's doing his thing and that's awesome. But I wouldn't listen to it. Just like so many people won't listen to what I'm doing here, but I can't actively I guess give them bad a bad review. It just wasn't for me. So then I'm looking at his comments. I'm like, "All right, let me see what this dude is all about." I'm looking at his comments and it says uh, all his comments says, hey, this guy reached out to me and said he would rate my podcasts if I rated his. And then I did, and he never responded back. And it, it turned into this stupid-ass drama. And the only reason why I'm mentioning this is because kind of be careful out there. It, it's just another example of if you find something that you think might be good, it might be under a false pretense. And by that, I mean... There might be a podcast that shows on iTunes that's really popular. And then you dig a little deeper and it could be something as easy as someone soliciting them and doing this rate for rate thing to, you know, to get them more on the map. But the quality of the content might actually suck. You know, these people might not even be listening to this podcast because they're just hopping on for a second to give a rate and hope that this other person will hit them up and give them a rate and so on and so forth. And it kind of creates this fake bubble of just shit that's out there. Some of it might be good. Again, some of it might be really good. And those 
might not even go acknowledged because people are, I don't know anybody that likes to rate podcasts that's not in to podcasting. They just want to hop on and listen. I don't even rate them shit. I don't listen to them that often, but even when I listen to songs and stuff, you know how on Spotify you can, I don't know, like stuff or whatever. I don't do that shit. I don't, I don't really have time for that kind of stuff. So I don't expect a lot of other people to, to have the ability to do that. If you do, shit, rate mine and just be like, hey, you're awesome or ah, you suck. Um, that'd be fun. But just be careful with that when you see that kind of stuff because this rate for rate thing, I, it didn't even cross my mind that people are doing this. And it, but it makes a lot of sense. So I'm going to take another sip here of this Cape May. Mm, I'm tearing it up. Big sips. This is a really good beer, especially for a day like this. It's, it's summery. It's like a summery IPA. Just the label alone. Just here in Cape May. If you're not from this area, I don't know. Cape May has Sunset Beach. It's very romantic and has these cool... Um, I forgot what they, they call this other one where they have the, all these cool looking rocks and stuff like that. Really cool place and just reminds me of summer in general. Uh, so there's another company called Crook and Marker that I wanted to mention. And the reason why I mention this is because it's alcohol related and they're also local. Now here is what I am understanding about Crook and Marker is that have you guys heard of the drink by BAI? It's super popular now. It's this antioxidant souped up juice, I guess you would call it. That's all healthy for you. And they started local, I believe. Uh, the guy was just kind of soliciting his wares only a few years ago. I want to say within the past maybe 10 or 12 years, he was going around and, and, and trying to get some of these local vendors to buy his product. And then somehow, fast forward, a major company bought him out for something like a billion dollars. That's a billion with a B. And this guy was just a dude that created this drink that he believed in, and he kind of went out on a limb and and was kind of selling this stuff. Maybe he was giving freebies. I don't know. But he made it, and he's local, and that's fucking awesome. So now he's got this other company called Crook and & Marker. And what they do is it's, I guess, they're their adult beverage brand. And I tried one the other day. I think it was, I want to say, shit, I don't even remember. I took a picture of it. I should probably look at it. But it was either um, it was either grapefruit or it was um, passion fruit maybe. And it was, it was really good. It tastes, so, so it was a grapefruit and it, it's called spiked and sparkling. So this new trend now is this, spiked and sparkling seltzer almost and the one brand that i was familiar with was white claw and i've had theirs i don't know much about the alcohol content of that one but what i thought was interesting was that this was something along the lines of three percent alcohol which i don't even understand the point isn't it i mean three percent alcohol even if you're a non-drinker if you're an average adult say somewhere within the realm of 200 pounds, you know, that what's, why bother with a 3% alcohol? Cause I don't know. You drink alcohol, number one for the flavor and number two, cause you want to get a little buzz, whatever it is. 
And this tasted delicious, but I didn't understand the, the alcohol content on that. It didn't really make sense to me. Maybe want, someone wants to explain it to me, but it w- the flavor was fucking awesome. It was really good. It was like a... It wasn't some of these seltzers that you get, you know, regular seltzers that don't have any booze or anything in them. You you can get lemon and stuff like that. They're so bubbly and they have a little bit of a subtle flavor. This was like grapefruit, sweet and delicious, like a juice. It was a sparkling juice and uh, it was really good. I I mean, I didn't again, I didn't understand why why you would mess around with three percent alcohol. Make it five, make it like a beer and then and then make it sparkling. Is it because you're really being that much more healthy by putting that amount less of alcohol in it it just didn't make sense to me i mean maybe it's designed for people that are going to do day drinking like all day they want to they want to stay hydrated and they want to attempt to get a buzz which won't happen drinking these unless you're drinking fast and a lot of them but then you're kind of wasting your money then you might as well just get a juice and pour some vodka in it or something or, or just a regular seltzer and pour some vodka in it. it didn't make sense but Crooked Marker, it's delicious. You got a great product, but maybe bump up the alcohol. Maybe there's other brands maybe or other varieties. Maybe that's the only one I had. I only had the one can, so I don't know much about them, but I wanted to give them a shout-out. I think the name is kind of uh, kind of cool. It's very it's very hip. Maybe a little little too hip for me, but Crooked Marker, it's kind of a cool name. Yeah, that's all I got about that. You know what I'm doing? I'm wearing black again. All black. Well, not all black, but black t-shirts. There's just something so much easier about that, especially after. I can at work. I gotta I gotta do the dress shirt thing, but you know, jeans at least, which is cool, but a dress shirt. But I'm just wearing black t-shirts. It just makes life so much easier. I used to do it way back in the day, and now I've re-embraced it. So you know what? Fuck searching for t I and I love t-shirts. I love t-shirts. Ever since high school, I've loved t-shirts just the different design maybe because i was a skater dude so the different designs of my favorite skateboarders and they always had like skateboarding in general has always had this culture of exploring artwork within their industry and their brands similar to what beers are doing now so it's somewhat relevant see how i made that tie in there to beer but they've always explored their artwork, even back in the 80s. I mean, they were on the cutting edge of a lot of trends that we then saw later in the 90s was kind of started by the skaters in the 80s. And uh, I, I was always a big fan of, of t-shirts in particular. And then later through high school and stuff, it became band t-shirts. And then beyond that, it came became just anything that I thought looked neat. And then I got involved in some of these companies that sell these very custom t-shirts and limited runs threadless for example but then they i I don't know what happened with them they they ended up going with just a a shittier quality material and the shit never fit right and always got messed up in the washing machine or the ink was just crappy and i did that for years and years and years and i still love t-shirts if i see one that's super cool i might spend 20 bucks on a t-shirt that's about my limit is 20 bucks to spend on a t-shirt but just recently i'm like you know what it's so much cheaper just to go on Amazon, get a four-pack of, of Hanes Slim Fit black t-shirts. Done. And I can get like 12 of them for the amount that I would buy two with pictures on it. 
And now I don't have to pick. I don't, I don't have to spend time thinking. It's just, I'm talking about this just because it's a random goddamn thought that black t-shirts are just fucking easy. So I'm rocking them more often. I'm bringing them back because they're great. And I've had this freaking piece of food stuck in my teeth all goddamn day. I even tried flossing earlier and my tongue is raw from trying to pick this thing out and it's driving me nuts. Those are my points for today. I'm not making it. Last time I went 45 minutes about Portland and I ended up rambling a little bit. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to chill out. I'm going to edit this up a little bit. I'm going to make it real pretty for everybody. But my head is about to explode because I feel like there's so much more I want to say. Last podcast, I had an intro that was Frankie P again. I like when that dude leaves me voicemails and goes all nuts. Uh, I enjoy that. Maybe he can do another one for us sometime. I'd like to get him in here, but I, I think, Frank, I know you're listening. I think you're shut in at this point. So, you know, why don't you call me out on that and make it up here sometime? I'm, I'm a half hour away, dude, and you, there's an open invite. And I think you'd be really fun to have on this show. So why don't you make that happen? However you can. And uh, that's all I got, folks. So Cape May Brewing Company. The Cape May IPA. This is a delicious one. Pick it up. Endorsed here. Beers in the basement. Next week, hopefully, we can get Mike in here. And tattoo tomorrow. Tattoo time tomorrow. More work getting done. So I'm going to talk to my my guy over there. See if he wants to make it in. Maybe he can make it in next week. I don't know. I'm going to find out tomorrow, and I will keep you guys updated on that because that should be a lot of fun. And that's it. Everybody have a great day. I hope you had a great Mother's Day and at least sent your mommy a text for you slackers out there. That's what I did. And then what's coming up? Nothing's coming up. Fucking sunshine, I hope. All right, everybody. 98 bottles of beer on the wall. 98 bottles of beer. You take one down and you pass it around. 97 bottles of beer on the wall. 97 bottles of beer on the wall.